On this episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Madi talk all things Grateful Symphony with the executive director and the maestro. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. Today we have two guests on the podcast, and one of them is a recurring from probably my favorite episode we've ever done. And if you know anything about marketing, when something does well, performs well, it's called a unicorn. And you got to capitalize it by making unicorn babies. Yep. So we return. We have uh, Hillary Rose Shepard, the executive director from the Great Falls Symphony, return to our podcast. And she brought Grant Harville, the maestro. So he's going to share with us the theory on what gets people to stay in their seats. Or what was the equation? To stay in their seats to for the symphony. To stay in their seats for the symphony? Or Hil- like yeah, restraints Hillary are you talking a, about? There? Hillary shared with us there's a method... Um, that you perfected on how to get people interested and aware of the symphony and beg to go to it, I think is what the episode was about. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah she I'd... said in order to find out, we'd have to invite you on. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear Hillary's yeah. explanation <laughs> of this. That she can fun. probably more eloquently explain what we're talking about because as we pay some attention to our guests when they speak... A lot of times we're just waiting to reply with something funny. Like, no, no. when when do I get my maestro title? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to hear uh, Hillary summarize this. Uh, well, I actually didn't. <laughs> oh, no. So we were thinking, what kind of length of a song um, is best to keep people's attention for, you know, because I know on your Thursday reviews before the weekend shows or concerts, that you'll talk about what people can expect, how to enjoy the music. Sure. But how long should a song be to keep people's interest? Well, that's actually a really interesting point because, you know, the vast majority of the music you hear in your life is going to top out at three to four minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, not very much of the music we play does, right? And and honestly, 90% of what you hear is even shorter. It's about five seconds long. So we're asking, um, you know, people to enjoy a very different kind of listening experience. And I think more important than length is um, some kind of familiarity, some sort of understanding of the expectation. If people come in knowing that something's going to be 18 minutes long, um, they sort of can psych themselves up in a different way. Okay. It actually, um, it really, yeah, it really changes the experience. If you have, if you can sort of envision the whole uh, as you're listening to the, be- to the beginning. Okay. That means... Well, you can prepare your palate, if you will, for what you're going to experience. Right. I mean, if you, you know, if you sit down in the movie theater, you might not know whether it's an hour and a half or two and a half hours. But if it were six hours, you would get antsy halfway through, right? And, oh, like uh, I expected to be home by now. Yeah. And if it was 20 minutes, you'd feel cheated, right? So it's, um, you know, it's not that people's attention spans can't handle, you know, a symphony concert or anything like that. But I think it's... It's something that's just a little bit different from their sort of day-to-day lives. We're going to put you two on the spot. 
how long has this is the weirdest question of phrase has classical music been around like enjoyed in the, <laughs> enjoyed in the way we're enjoying it today well that is a really weird question and it's weird because um you have to define what classical music is. Oh. Well, I mean, I see that you're having Sebastian Bach on here. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm just really confused as someone who doesn't know anything about music. Because we're really excited the, about this partnership that you have with Sebastian Bach. Obviously, <laughs> you're working with the Newberry because he's going to be here November 30th. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach, who died in 1750, is uh, coming to join us uh, for, our, Sebastian oh. Bach. for our holiday concert. Uh, um but no, it, it's something that actually um, it didn't used to really exist in the same way, this kind of division between uh, pops music and classical music. And that's something that started to sort of uh, come about maybe 200 years ago. Okay. And so it's not that there weren't sort of popular styles prior to that point, but they were really sort of fluid and influenced each other. They still do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, classical composers today are bringing in, you know, hip-hop and electronica and stuff like that into their stuff. It's not that these are two like entirely separate worlds. It's just that, um, you know, the way people think of them is different now uh, compared to um, how they thought of them a couple hundred years ago when, you know, when Beethoven was like a phenomenon. You know, he used to play these, you know, these sort of rap battle like type rock concerts. concerts. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, so he, he goes to Vienna when he's 20 something years old. And the first thing, the thing that makes him famous is that he does these piano battles with these other pianists in town and, um, and he wins. And, uh, <laughs> so he becomes like this sort of hot new thing in town and that's uh, sort of how he makes his name. So then the dueling piano bars just came from Beethoven. Uh, yeah, I think you can trace a direct line. Yeah. Okay. Want. That's like a family tree. <laughs> yeah, right. Beethoven said, this will be your mode of entertainment in the future. Right. So, not, not a literally literal family tree. <laughs> Beethoven uh, was not blessed with children, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> so, would well, he been a bad dad? What's uh, the yes, deal? <laughs> yes. So, given how he was as an uncle, he would have been a terrible dad. Uh, oh, good like, to know. Yeah, this he, is in, in the, he spent like the 18 teens that this he is so how old would he have been there like 40 something his 40s just being a complete jerk and um mm. so he sues his brother dies he sues his sister-in-law for custody of their son <laughs> and like saying like uh my brother's wife is a you know a woman of ill repute she's terrible she's going to raise his son badly and probably it takes, sell him in a card game <laughs> yeah it's not something along those lines I, I mean yeah and he's constantly going in and out of court for this and but he's terrible to this kid um the kid ends up uh, attempting suicide oh, like it's no. like it's oh, not goodness. cool yeah so again uh being a child of beethoven would have been a bad thing the things you learn okay what Gret, was he remind me was he deaf during that time uh so he never goes completely completely deaf but he starts to um uh, notice symptoms when he's about at least 30 or younger. So um, he's getting deafer and deafer over the next uh, couple decades of his life. And and that's probably part of it because he, even though he can still write music, he can't really perform anymore. So he, I don't know, needs to fill the time with well, something, I guess. Well, and he gets but, frustrated, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Takes it out on poor little nephew Beethoven. Sure. Well, and you, you know, if, if he can't perform, then like he needs to somehow have a different kind of legacy and he's trying right. to sort of shape this kid and... 
Um, Yeah, it doesn't go well. And the media did not uh, paint him in a positive light uh, as far as looks were concerned, right? He had some illnesses and he sort of deformed a little bit. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't don't know if I'd use the (laughs) The word deformed, but constantly, constantly complaining about his health. So if it it wasn't his ears, it was his stomach or his feet or something like that. So he's sort of physically in pain all the time. He's just sort of... A uh, diva? Like, (laughs) just like, I need attention. Like, oh, my foot hurts. He probably was sick. I mean, yeah, uh, forty was nearly dead back then. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I think as, as far as I mean, I, we know, I don't think we were. He was making these things up, and he, um, uh, he didn't live tremendously long time. He dies at, uh, at fifty-seven. But yeah, okay, um, that's pretty old for the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Hillary was saying that she gets to meet some of the performers, or if not all, of the performers that come um, to play with the Great Falls Symphony. Do you get that kind of privilege too? Like, do you get to ride along in the car and, and hear about their troubled children? Uh, I, well, usually it's not quite that intimate, but um, I, I do. Are you asking if I meet our guest artists? <laughs> so, like, the, do you get one on one time? You know, yeah. What kind of um, like off off the performance stage? Like, you hang out and have a beer. Sometimes, yeah. It, it depends on the performer. Uh, I always get before our first rehearsal we'll always get together and we can talk through the music and things like that and okay. sometimes that conversation can wander into interesting places but how do you pitch great falls to them oh like hey come come question. pitch to great falls and play with our symphony where we have nine principal chairs we have community um, musicians as well that we met on the corner at the grocery store um come the on street. down <laughs> the street uh, yeah yeah that's how that works um, <laughs> well i mean well, we give them money, of course. That, that's, that helps. <laughs> Besides but, the money. But I, I think the thing that I always, you know, part of that first conversation I have with them is, you know, sort of what to expect here, what might be a little bit different from their usual concert experience. And okay. Some of that is um, every town has its own sort of um, assumed number of bows, like how many times you get oh. asked back to stage. And here in Great Falls, it's two. What does that mean? Like uh, so, so you finish your piece. There's massive applause. Everybody cheers. You stand up. You bow. You leave stage. People are still cheering and massive applause. And you come back on stage and take another bow. Um, some places it's more. Some places the assumed number is three or four. Oh wow! So, um, and I think some people like if they're expecting three or four, if that's what they're used to, um, they might think two is like, oh, they must not have liked us or something like that. Oh, so we're so we're a two bow city. We're a two bow town. <laughs> two bow town. <laughs> To bow town, make note of that one. Yeah. Well, and it's not a bad thing, right? It's just sort just of just that's who we are. Yeah, and it's um, and I don't want them to feel like you know they're not being appreciated because they are. Yeah, I, you okay. know, our audiences are so appreciative of these musicians who come here, and part of the reason is that you know we're um, you know we have a pianist come through town that might be the only visiting pianist that comes to Great Falls in the year, right? So they they really do want to hear this musician, where if they're performing in some larger city. You know, they might be one of 10 pianists who's come oh. through town and it might not be as big a deal. Um, but uh, so I don't want to ever give them the impression that they're not appreciated, which is okay. why, why I mentioned that. Because they are. I mean, that's not a lie. That's right. It's just a two bow convention. How long do they spend in town um, when they come for the symphony? Like how long is rehearsal, practice? Do they get to do anything else or is it just lockdown? And then Hillary's there with the key. Like to unlock them for the performance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a pretty wild ride. Um, okay. you know they'll usually arrive Wednesday, Thursday, right, Hillary? Mm-hmm. And um, so um, they'll usually have two rehearsals with the orchestra. Okay. And uh, 
often they'll have one or two events. So they'll either be part of my Thursday preview or okay. we'll have some sort of special event, um, you know, a lunch or something like that, uh, dinner. Where do you take them? Like McDonald's? No. Because you don't take... No, Rebecca. <laughs> don't tell me you take into McDonald's. We, we have the best McDonald's in Great Falls. <laughs> we do. Seriously. The one uh, on 10th is like always busy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not meaning like... Oh, that looks no. It's noticeably like what is this rush hour? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's you, and you're just cycling, circling. Uh, I will. I will say that uh, one of um, my most famous or one of my most favorite moments uh, with one of our guest artists who came through. Um, we were walking around downtown after the performance, and uh, she bummed a cigarette off of a homeless person. <laughs> And, oh, and it this. was awesome. And then she um, went and got a Howard's Pizza, which was awesome, too. I love Howard's Pizza. And she did, too. But she loved it so much that she had to carry, you know, the Howard's Pizza with her as she walked around the rest of downtown and telling everybody how awesome it is. <laughs> okay. So she... She had a fun she, time. She, she had a it, great yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> but I would think there'd be a great opportunity to do like a catered dinner for like the premier supporters of the symphony to get to engage and that kind of stuff. Do you do that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, a lot of times we'll go to Celtic Cowboy. That's uh, sort of uh, convenient to the to the Civic Center. And mm-hmm. um, But sometimes we'll have events in people's homes. You know, we have people who are um, good okay. cooks and okay. willing to host and those are always fun events those are like nice that, so. anytime somebody cooks for me i'm happy do you guys do it doesn't even have to be good food do you like how how do they get to enjoy the town besides lock and key in the symphony well it, it depends you know sometimes when we hire musicians um mm-hmm. you know who are visiting to actually come live here and work here okay um they will often um if they have a spare day they'll you know head out to giant springs or you know maybe um um River's Edge Trail, yeah. you know, all, of, all the beautiful things that I love Gray Falls for. Yeah. Want, I want you to get them inspired to do pop-up um, concerts. Like more. at sluice boxes? Mm-hmm. I think that could damage their... The sluices? Not the boxes. Violin. Not the sluice boxes, but like say they wanted to go to the visitor center. Oh. The new one. Mm, that'd be cool. Or um, they're like, oh, there's a band shell at Gibson Park that's not being used. <laughs> Might as well go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. December in Gibson Park. That's a <laughs> string up great idea. No, they, well, it's, it's, um, they do sometimes play. Okay. You know, um, you know, they'll play on my preview and things like that sometimes okay. if, uh, if they have an instrument that lends itself to that kind of thing. Have you had repeat, um, repeat performers or artists? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, singers in particular. If okay. you find a good singer that you like to work with, then you hold on and don't let go. And so we uh, <laughs> we uh, hire those uh, singers back uh, when we can. Uh, singers are they're lovely, 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 lovely human beings, and um, um, some of them are. And so when you get <laughs> ones that you that you really have a good working relationship with, then it's uh, a really good nice rapport. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. So would you like to discuss the qualities of people that are awful to work with? We could do that for you. Or the other question could be, what do you do when you're not conducting the symphony? Do you just hang out at home? Yeah. Do I hang out at home? <laughs> um, well, I, um, um, I, I am married to a woman and, uh, <laughs> Uh, Congratulations, my, Grant. I'm my, really thank happy you. for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my particular spouse um, 
actually current uh, one. Yes, uh, lives in a different place. So okay. oftentimes when I'm not conducting, I am uh, visiting visiting her. Yeah, that's oh, a okay. great idea. That's yeah, <laughs> <you know. laughs> to see her every now and again. Yeah, yeah. every now and then. So, <laughs> um, so that's that's uh, something I like to do a lot. And I think you know, um, uh, if you're going to thrive in Great Falls, you you have to love like the outdoors, right? I mean, yeah. that's you have to get into. Um, the waterfalls and uh, the river and um, so um, the parks and things like that. So that's, that's what, like what I like to do a lot. And, you know, a lot of my job is very um, uh, sort of public and social. Like I'm on stage talking to large groups of people a lot of the time. And so um, for my off time, I tend to be more private. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, this used to not be something you could admit in public, but I play tons of video games. I love video oh, games. Okay. And so, um, well, have you awesome. been to Game Night Lounge? <laughs> is, is that the one on Central? No, that's no. the one in Marketplace. In the old. Oh, no, uh, I haven't. You need to go. Okay. Um, we posted, I, we, I had nothing to do with it. Maddie posted a photo, picture, video. There we go. It's going to come to me. Maddie posted a video of herself doing a virtual reality game that looks scary. She threw the mask off her face. I had to have assistance from Josh, um, who runs it. Yeah. So, so it was like a horror VR game? <laughs> it was. Nice. But they have this one, I forget the name, but it's a racing one. It's one of seven in the world. It was the fourth one installed, and it blows wind in your face, probably spits water. It's actually just Josh with a tube <laughs> or a straw. Um, but you can feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's crazy. Do Tokyo Drift stuff. Nice. And it moves you back and forth. Yeah. Up so it's and like down. a Peloton or so, something. Yeah. I love it. Like a Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have these video games, like all these consoles, and you can rent living rooms and do oh, cool. tournaments there. And they have a computer lounge, but their other virtual reality where you put the vest on and get the gun and the goggles, um, you would have fun with that. Mm, I am not a video person, video game person. I like N64, and that's no longer part of my life. I hear you can get it on something else. But my daughter tried it. Who's three? There was a penguin shoot where you throw snowballs at the penguins. She didn't understand the concept, like, why she couldn't see me in the game, (laughs) in the virtual reality. She's okay. three, so sure. You know. Object permanence is still tricky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was a zombie. Uh, a zombie a pop- penguin? Uh, no, a zombie apocalypse. We moved to another game. game. Oh, this is a different game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a different game where there was a zombie apocalypse one, and um, my husband and friend did it, and they were cursing. So there's mm. why some of the audio was removed on the video I shared on <laughs> Facebook. Um, but I was like, oh, I'll try it. I did not like it. And that's pretty much what I screamed for five times straight. And then yeah. I just whipped off the goggles and mm. handed the, like <laughs> someone came and took the stuff from me. It sounds nice. like a blast. So oh. I would love it. <laughs> you can get out and explore and, and do that kind of like, there's video gamers oh. here. Like that's oh, state sure. of the art. I had no idea that was yeah that cool. Well, that, and that's the thing. Like, as I say, it used to be something that you couldn't sort of admit in public, but it's, it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. and, and it's, um, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, a huge culture and it's, and I think part of it is just that the technology has gotten so good that it doesn't feel so childish anymore in the way yeah. that it did maybe so 25 we, years ago. Although this weekend I did play with my niece and nephew, a three-person Mario Brothers right. thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't do well, mm-hmm. and the rest of what I told them will remain um, off the podcast, but... Miley, if you Mario eat me Brothers again thing. in the game, I will never play with you. <laughs> so 
We have a dream of having a hologram of Charlie Russell and the Visitor Center. I guess it's going to cost $7 million and no one is <laughs> donating money to our GoFundMe. Um, but what would be really cool is if we got like a virtual reality simulator and be like, oh, I'm previewing the symphony. Oh, that would be cool. That'd be rad, yeah. And there's Grant. Like, hi, I'm Grant. I'm the maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the symphony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it could be like, okay, cool. And then you can buy your tickets afterward or like switch through like, hi, I'm Dwayne Bushai with the Lewis and Clark Interpretive <laughs> Center. Do you want to learn how to burn poop? Like, <laughs> well, we, yeah, we can't compete with that, can we? <laughs> no. Uh, well, different but, target markets. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> like, so what would they do when they walked in? Like I would just say, hi, I'm with the symphony. Like would they conduct or? No, they would sit there and listen to the music. Okay. I mean, this oh, is... Oh, they this, should conduct. Okay. That would be really... That's but interactive. Be, yeah, something more interactive yeah. makes more sense. Okay, yeah. well, if we're yeah. going to really go with that kind of avenue, I think then we should do some social media content where we run a contest where you get to conduct the, symf- conduct the symphony um, for it, it, 10 minutes yeah. um, virtually. I mean, I mean, I assume you wouldn't offer somebody the opportunity to burn poop and then not let them do it, right? right. I mean, <laughs> you have to follow through with that kind okay. of thing. So I, I think the symphony has to be at least equally uh, sort okay. of tactical. Well, okay. I'll say to you that we actually have that opportunity, not virtual reality, yeah, yeah. but, but at, yeah. at, black tie, yeah. at Black Tie Blue Jeans, really? you can bid to be a maestro for a moment and really? you get to conduct at the Christmas concert. Yeah, you conduct sleigh ride. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. When When is this then, black tie? I know it's, a, I have it on the <laughs> website because I, right now, um, today it's March September. March 4th, 2022. Darn it. Oh. Son of at the Newberry. Well, this is perfect time. So anybody who's listening, March 4th, Friday, 2022, make your plans now to be in Great Falls. Get your tickets as soon as they become available. Black tie, blue jeans. Because you could be a maestro for a moment. Now I'm going to guess if if we win, you don't get any training beforehand. You just show up with the little conductor wand. Oh, no, absolutely. You can rehearse if you want. Nobody pays attention to you. So so you do actually... um, (laughs) It, you do, uh, if you want to sort of check in with me, I can help you out with these sorts of things. Um, you do get to come to a rehearsal and try it once before you do it in in, in the concert. So it's not completely blind or anything like that. Um, if you're completely, completely terrible, <laughs> the orchestra will take care of you. Yeah, okay. I figured as much. Well, they're not really listening to you. <laughs> the, to well, me? they are listening to him. They, they wouldn't Grant? listen to me. Uh, you, you know, that's always the big question about conducting, isn't it? Um, it it's one of those things where it's like... Um, the sheet music's there. <laughs> right. It, you know, it's... Um, it, this This is actually like, it's sort of like, when did, how long have people been listening to classical music? This is one of those like huge questions that you could talk about for days at a time. Like It's a podcast like, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what do conductors actually do and things like that? And I think what we do, um, assuming that they can read the music... You know, the sheet music is there, right? Um, what we do is we um, encourage, you know, it, it actually does make a difference for them to look up and see something that confirms what they're supposed to be doing rather than something that contradicts what they're supposed to be doing. Huh. And, and, and I can definitely attest to the fact that there are good ones and there are bad ones. And Grant is excellent. He he doesn't like just encourage, def- he inspires. He's you know, you look defending. up and you're, and you're inspired yeah. to yeah. do the right well, thing. When things well, feel natural, you just have to shout it out. It's not defense. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> are you there from showmanship? Like the, the title maestro, because I just turned this program around. His official title is music director and conductor. Oh. So just scratch this out. 
foot maestro. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess you're right. I know nothing about the symphony. <laughs> Grant, do you play music? Do you, I mean, like, do you pl- play music? Do you play it? Grant, do you play an instrument? There we go. There, yeah. Um, I, 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 I do. I've played several instruments during the course of my life. So oh. um, some of them well. And uh, <laughs> But I, I started life um, singing and playing piano because okay. that's what my parents did. And then I started playing viola and I started playing tuba, which okay. I really liked. So, which And one? I so want him to play tuba because he was on the fast track to becoming a famous tuba player and then he dropped it. Why? Uh, well, I, I didn't <laughs> you want to go drop it. That's, that's, that's not the, the exact idea. I, I fell in love with orchestra music. Okay. And as a tuba player, so uh, here's a little classical music history. Uh, the tuba was invented in, in around 1835. Okay. Now, if you remember when we were talking about Beethoven a few minutes ago, and if you do all sorts of really, really fast math, uh, you will have realized that Beethoven died in 1827. So I didn't get to play a lot of Beethoven. I didn't get to play a lot of Mozart, Haydn, and... Uh, uh, Sebastian Bach, as in the original, um, just because uh, they had not conceived of the instrument uh, that I played at the time. And I just realized there was all this great music that I loved, that I wanted to perform, that I wanted to sort of explore really thoroughly, and I wouldn't be able to do it as a tuba player. So They don't have... But legit, Grant, legit, you, there's another side to this story. I mean, you were in, in a competition, do I remember? And, and somebody had a comment for you backstage after you were done. And that, that kind of like well, tainted your idea of your, your career of choice. Well, that, that's, that's your whole life, right? And so tuba players, um, there, there are two kinds of tuba players. The ones who are really easygoing and barely paying attention. And then there are the ones who have a kind of chip on their shoulder because nobody takes what they do seriously. Okay. Right? They're not tuba aficionados. They're not appreciators. Well, and it, so like good musicians. So, I mean, this is the thing that's, that you do experience a lot as a tuba player that people who ought to know better will say really dumb things about what you do. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here like working really hard and practicing like six hours a day and trying to be as good as I possibly can. And then someone will come and say, yeah, it sounds like a fart. And then that's just sort of, that's just kind of a bummer. And, uh, um, but you know, I, I still, I take great pride in my sort of experience as a tuba player. I think it makes me a better conductor, you know, as a tuba player, I'm sitting in the back so I can see everything. Okay. I'm playing accompaniment, which means that I have to listen to everything else that's going on. I have to support everything else that's going around. And um, and frankly, I'm, you know, not playing very much. Tuba parts don't tend to be very big. So I'm spending the entire time listening to the conductor, watching them work with other musicians, things like that. And I just, I found that whole process really interesting growing up when I was a kid. And so it took a while to click, but eventually it's like, yeah. Actually, conducting makes a lot of sense. So then you, as a conductor, have the ability to change the mood of the music, if you will? Like, is it's never the same piece as it was in rehearsal, or not rehearsal, but like in a different city. If, like, are you able to be like, yeah, let's do this part stronger? Sure, yeah. You know, there is, they do have sheet music, but there's a lot that's not on the sheet music, right? It doesn't tell you everything. It doesn't, it only gives you sort of a set of possibilities, right? And you need to kind of uh, sort of reach in there and you know, take out whatever the, the most uh, interesting or expressive or um, philosophically important uh, <laughs> possibilities. Yeah, you know, turn it into, you know, to find the music beyond the score or that kind of thing. Have mm-hmm. you ever had a musician go rogue? Oh, during, like, like oh, I'm not listening to you. Well, that that's the life of a conductor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, most, most musicians... Um, 
you, you never you never know what they're thinking, right? <laughs> I, I can say in Great Falls, um, you know, either they hide it really well or else they're really tolerant of the things that I have to say, right? And, um, you know, I, as someone who's been in a lot of orchestras, you know, sometimes the conductors say dumb stuff and, you know, you just say, you know what? For the good of the group, I'm just going to go along with it and we're going to make it happen and, and that's fine. And I couldn't tell you that that's never happened uh, with uh, people in groups that I conduct. But as a rule, they, um, you know, I, I tr- I'd like to think that I've earned their... Um, Respect. Yeah, Loyalty. just in the sense, yeah, like, you know, I come prepared. I know what I want. I know what we're going to do. And I generally feel like I know how to get it. And so, and and I'm try to be respectful to them and, you know, respect the sort of musical expertise that they all bring. So, and if I can do all of those things, then they'll, even if they don't necessarily agree with literally everything I do, they'll know that I'm coming from a sort of sincere place of wanting us to be as good as we possibly can be. I can attest to all of that. He doesn't waste a single minute. It's pretty incredible um, to watch. He's very prepared. He's, he memorized all of Beethoven nine, which if you've listened to the piece or you're familiar with it, it's gigantic and it has a full choir too and he didn't look at a score the whole time and he knew what every instrument was doing the entire time I mean that's incredible and he he brings that level of preparation to everything that he does and we're so glad that he's here he's just so awesome I wouldn't want to be the guest conductor then no because no, they're gonna <laughs> you're gonna suck at it I am. well he's he's already you know rehearsed them ahead of time so <laughs> <laughs> so you also write music I do yeah yeah and the symphony has performed some of your works of art. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, they My have it? Or they have. Oh, masterpieces. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's, Is that that's the terminology. The right term for, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Grant um, Harville masterpieces. Well, yeah. no, we we did a call to artists for a mural, and I was like, the artists. Um, masterpiece well and i'm like that's the right word yep we're gonna <laughs> so yes okay uh the 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 music stuff that i wrote yeah it's the way i would <laughs> the song the, the, the toony bits um but the yeah i've written a few things that we've done here for different groups um wrote something for the choir for their uh 60th anniversary our symphonic okay. choir that was yeah. a couple of years back um that i don't know if you uh know the name Paul Zarzyski, but he's a local poet, and he wrote the words for it, and oh. so we sort of collaborated on that, and that was a lot of fun. Anything this season? Uh, am I writing anything for this year? Um, I don't think so. We, When we had uh, Superman, the, the hip-hop artist, yeah. on, I did all the arrangements for those, the orchestra parts for those, mm. since he hadn't performed with orchestra before. So How did that work? How did, like, how, that was great. Like, what kind so of exciting... Fun. Yeah, well, you know, I just, uh, you know, I listened to, to his albums and we picked songs and basically it was like, okay, this is what's going on in this song. How do I get that into the orchestra? And uh, and that was essentially it. But he was super cool to work with and um, like caught on really fast. You know, he, it's not his, the symphony world is not his world, but mm-hmm. he came in, I think he was probably a little bit nervous about it actually coming in. But um, once it got going, uh, he caught on real quick and we were able to find each other and, you know, he's such a great performer and such a really sort of engaging person that it worked out great. I was so mad I was out of town when this happened. i still devastated about it. So could, if you could make it happen again while I'm in town, that'd be perfect. I'll let you know her availability. After yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, do we ever bring people back? And I think uh, he'd be on the sort of short list of people. Absolutely. That That's awesome. Back. Yeah. Um, Hillary said that she'll join the symphony 
if they really need her because she <laughs> i also need i need someone to open a gofundme to buy me an a clarinet okay. oh no it's a, it's what happened oh, this, this musician I've, problems, I've never owned one before and i need one in order to play in the orchestra so here's the weird thing about clarinet that doesn't apply to like any other instrument ever so clarinets are really high maintenance about this <laughs> um, of course hillary would have that one yeah. so <laughs> the one under her desk doesn't work <laughs> no <laughs> So clarinet players, they, um, so if you, like a flute player walks in and plays, they have a flute. Mm. If they need to play something really high, they have a piccolo. But generally everything they play is going to be on that one flute. Clarinet players, they need two clarinets. Oh. If something is in the wrong key, then they're like, oh, better play this on A instead of my B flat clarinet. So, so I, I only have a B flat and I've never owned an A. And so if any, any wonderful patron out there would like to fund me. If you have one that you're willing to donate to the cause, just drop it in front of the symphony office. Um, Hillary will know what to do. Also, if you've forgotten, I'm still looking for a canoe. You can just drop it off in front of our office. I'll know what to do with it. Preferably not a a Coleman. I'm going to go out on a limb and say... um, uh, there are probably a few more spare canoes out there than there are a clarinets. You I, would but think. I, I, I don't want to. Canoe has not shown up in about four months. Weird. <laughs> I keep asking. Of course, they still have to actually pass the audition after that point. But oh yeah, but you know um, someone that it's in the. I, I know a few panel. people. We, yeah, we, we do have a sort of incentive to uh, allow Hillary into the group if, uh, if she so desires. Are you ever going to play with the symphony? Because um, here's the thing: you just yeah. said that. Superman, um, he does his music is hip hop. It doesn't work with a symphony. Neither does Beethoven's. But you guys made it work. So is there sheet music or whatever a different notes that someone has told you that this works for tuba, <laughs> and then you can uh, join in? Well, first of all, Superman's music works great for orchestra, as okay, far as I'm concerned. Well, I we just I, had to rewrite it. Originally, you know what I meant. I did not mean. I, I actually don't quite know what you mean. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I meant it wasn't originally um, written for the symphony. Wasn't intended. Wasn't intended. There mm. we go. I oh, I see. Mean. So, like, um, <laughs> it wasn't. I int- still don't quite see. What, you guys what? did a remix, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sort of reinstrumentation kind of thing. Yeah. And Beethoven stuff is not intended for the tuba, it, it but isn't you intended for the tuba, should right. be able to find some notes to make it work. work. Yeah, you know, um, it, that would be a possibility. I, I think if I were ever to play something with the orchestra i probably wouldn't pick beethoven tuba sounds just a little weird on beethoven well i i certainly challenge you to fly to the bumblebee on tuba i've seen it a couple times man it's pretty sweet it's super sweet i've have you heard of the bumblebee yeah i've heard of the oh yeah (laughs) exactly like that oh yeah that's an arrangement how accurate that version was there is an arrangement for tuba and it is wild really yeah, you should I, do it I actually did see it live here when I was 10 years old it was uh, uh, an air force band that was coming through okay. and that was the featured soloist and it was phenomenal and yeah. those military band folks are great. Oh, yeah. That's their job. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they, like, those don't are, get me started. <laughs> well, so, I mean, those are really competitive positions, especially the Marine Band, which, because they don't go through basic, and they're the only people besides the president, apparently, who do not have to go through basic. And the way it was described to me by one of the Marine Band guys was, um, we are so much the last line of defense that basically um, every military person on earth 
gets killed before we do, essentially, is the way that the whole process works. So, oh, I have, no. I have completed training before and said to the instructor, if I am ever the gunman, uh, like on the 50 cal, there are civilians that are, are, that are taking up arms as well. Like, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm farming my own militia at yeah, that like, point. I've used grenade launchers trained on that, but I'm like, I have... I'm never going to use this. And if I am, everyone Something's else... Something's gone horribly wrong. Everyone <laughs> else is too. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome for them. Um, but I'm going to need you to do the flight of the bee, flight of the, bum- flight of the bumblebee yep. mm-hmm. on the tuba for our Facebook. Yep. And be like... <laughs> I mean, it seems like an appropriate way to, dem- to showcase promote, this. Pro- promote the symphony. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's hard to tell someone how amazing it is in... I, or at least for me, I find it challenging to say like, "Oh, come to the symphony. We have this cool brochure. There's a there's an infographic I can share on on social media." But instead of like meeting and getting to talk with the creative, the musicians behind it, they, they don't know what to expect. Yeah, you know? that, that's actually really uh, a really good point. And I think the best thing in a lot of cases is that most of our concerts have guests mm-hmm. and. Um, these are people that we've brought in to feature because we believe in them as musicians and things mm-hmm. like that. And so uh, a lot of the times we'll try to feature them, you know, um, and show some of the amazing things that they've done. And because uh, that because also they'll be the soloists on the concert. Yeah. You know, so if if I get up and play Flight of the Bumblebee, that'll sound, come, become sort of a bait and switch because <laughs> I'm probably not doing that on the concert itself. <laughs> Well, um, can you do it for my channels then? <laughs> Just so it's like overall awareness that we have an awesome, awesome symphony. Or my show can do Flight of the Bumblebee on the tuba. Can, can I sing it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went on the tuba. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though it was really, really cool, and I think you could probably beatbox, um, <laughs> it would just be something, hey, like, get to know our symphony. This is the maestro up there. And someone's going to be in the seats like, did you see that Facebook video where <laughs> he did Flight of the Bumblebee? Or, on or the tuba? On the tuba. And there wasn't Jimi Hendrix playing in the background. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, we did a What's Up Wednesday to promote their concert that is October 2nd. Um, and we did it outside, and Grant's like, are you sure this is going to be okay? The, are you sure the audio audio is going to be okay and it's not going to be the Jimi Hendrix National Anthem song that's playing? I'm like, we're fine. And then <laughs> I listen to the video, watch it, and I send an email with the subject line, like, Grant was right. Like, this is horrible. Um so you had to redo it. We had to redo it. And I got to meet Grant again. And mm. they have other concerts coming up. By the time this one is shared, you guys are going to be moving into your holiday um, performances, holiday schedule. Yep. And that's where we're going to meet this year's Black Tie Blue Jeans. Or, or did you have that this year? We, we didn't have we it. We did yeah. not. So you no. have the opportunity to no, pencil probably one 2023. It'll be 2022. Okay. That that a new maestro will hit the stage for a few moments. We so if people just want to start throwing money at the symphony for the opportunity in December, you'd take their money, right? Absolutely. Oh, sure, we right? could get the, yeah, I mean. get the bidding started early, whenever you like. Maybe with the release of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't, can we officially declare this, Hillary? Sure. Uh, so um, we are auctioning off the, uh, the privilege My- of... Uh, Maestro for a moment. Yeah, maestro for a sleigh ride related moment uh, <laughs> in our holiday concert. Uh, what day is that? It's December. If it's just uh, usually the first, first, first Sunday. Sunday, first Sunday, December. 
December? Well, that's not. Oh no, sorry. That's that's for this year. This is, so this would be. Oh wait, we're, we're talking this year, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just start throwing money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't need black tie and blue jeans for this year. You absolutely. can prepare for March, but. Absolutely. You know, December's and the money up. just goes to benefit the symphony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for the, well, in, in particular for this kind of uh, auction item, it would benefit our youth orchestra. Youth orchestra. Oh. oh, and that's the one where, um, like Hillary sometimes says she plays with them, right? <laughs> I, I am an alumni. Okay. Of the youth orchestra program. And you, I mean, alumni go on to be big, mm. big things. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can really make this idea happen. Let's do it. Absolutely. We'll cool. talk we'll talk details after the podcast, but when this Sounds one airs, great. um yeah, let's, let's open wrap. up your checkbooks. Send it in because we got great music in Great Falls and you need some great money behind it. You know, it's <laughs> one of Grant's goals to never have to, <laughs> to conduct a sleigh ride, ride. Really? his entire career because Gordon Johnson, his predecessor, had to do it the most. Out of oh. all the pieces he's ever yeah. conducted and he's not super proud of that. Okay. I'll tell you. I've oh. I've conducted a sleigh ride like dozens of times in my life so i i feel like um i love sleigh ride and unironically love sleigh ride um I, I do feel like it's um an opportunity that others might appreciate more than i would i, I like that uh, you're running for office aren't you <laughs> <laughs> um but it's uh but it's actually you know if people are sort of scared or something like that it is actually seriously fun to stand up there and you know musicians um some musicians can be grumpy, but our musicians are not grumpy. And yeah. and they'll actually, you know, um, they'll enjoy having you be up there. You know, people who've done it before, like Dave, uh, Karen Sussman. Dave Snugs. Dave Snugs. He, dress, he dresses Santa, and then the next year he <gasps> won it again. Oh. And he dressed as Scrooge, right? Oh, Dave Sass loved it. Oh, Dave Sass. Yeah. Oh, there was a war going on. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so Dave Snugs got up there and, like, flossed instead of conducted and things like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is this is a chance to have a uh, have a really good time. So it's, it, it shouldn't be a high-pressure scenario. Yeah. So outside of the bidding, Hillary, do you ever have a desire to conduct, be the maestro to the symphony? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Well, if you no. say he's memorizing Beethoven 9, I wouldn't want to do that kind of memorization either. You know, I, I tell you... Don't you don't have to be that committed to the job. <laughs> I tell you what, one of the most terrifying parts of my job is all the prep mentally, knowing I have to get up on the stage and say a few words. And, man, I'm just a wreck that day. I can't think of anything uh, else. It, and it usually goes okay, I think. <laughs> it goes fine. It's fine. <laughs> I've been told I stand like a football player... And that I need to stop standing like that because it's, it's not it's, very it's commanding. becoming. Not very natural. You need to listen to the podcast with Norma Ashby Smith. Oh, yes. And just say, you know what? I stand the way I stand. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. it does Norma not. comes to the symphony. I love her. Uh, yes. So. And the preview. So if you come, yeah. you can see her there. Okay. Yeah. But um, no, I, I. it's funny, too. And I've also been critiqued to say that... Uh, somebody came up to me and said, uh, dear, what you said was fine, but just so you know, this was not a show. It was a concert. So please get it right. You know, Ooh. so, you know, there's, there's a reason why I get a little nervous every Everybody time. Everybody has an opinion. They do. And they tell you to your face. Well, which symphony, is better which is than fine. better than saying it behind your back. You know, I'd rather have it to my face than social media. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm glad I've met you too because not only are you guests on the podcast and you know one of the driving forces behind the symphony, but you're also really fun. 
And you're not laughing at my questions because most of them are serious. Like, I don't know anything about music. <laughs> sure, I played trumpet um, and I played the piano. But from then on, I know nothing. So, well, And I can just say, like, it actually is sort of a frustration for me that people feel like they don't know enough to go to a concert or something well, like that. And I just... First of all, all you have to do is listen. That's your entire job. <laughs> Just let the music hit you. That's all you have yeah. to do. That's the entirety of the yeah. gig. You know, and we exist to make Great Falls a better place. Mm-hmm. And we do it through music. But the fun thing about coming to a symphony concert is that you know that you're going to be around other people and you're going to have a good time and you're going to be able to converse with them and you're going to be able to listen to beautiful music and dress up and mm-hmm. you know have a great dinner before and maybe some drinks afterwards is a great night out. It doesn't have to be so cerebral. Yeah, Just sh- go sh- there and enjoy. Yeah, it's not a high-pressure situation. You know, this thing about calling it a show or not, I, I can t- secret here, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's not a hot-button issue You for heard me. in here first. Yeah, and like and there are people who really get caught up on whether you clap at the right time and things like that, I don't care about that either. I, I mean, hopefully you're not really loud as I'm trying to concentrate or something like that. But it's not, I do think people have this idea that going to a classical music concert is something you can screw up. And it's really, I I always say, if you can handle going to the movies, you can handle going to a classical music concert. Okay, just probably blame it on the 90s sitcom that someone's, you know, bringing a Pez into the concert and (laughs) laughing hysterically. Or they stand up at the inopportune time and go, yeah, that's right, go Grant! That might not. We would love that. (laughs) I, I really, I, I he would mind. he would turn around and bow. He would love that too. <laughs> Two bows. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I love it when people ask questions. You know, okay. again, if you if you feel like there's some piece of knowledge that's preventing you from enjoying something, please ask. That's why I do the previews. You know, I I, I love talking about this stuff. I love noob questions and things okay. like that. Okay. Well, Rebecca tells a story often to you know she's getting a pedicure someone asks her what do you do for a living and she's like i'm the executive director of great falls montana tourism kiss my hand um no (laughs) but some of them like they they have like oh that must be a tough job or and then obviously she connects with them breaks down any um i tear the barriers down yeah and tells them how it's the easiest job in the world when you are in the grocery store or something or in a place where someone asks what do you do how do you answer that question (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it, it depends on who's asking. So a stranger. If, well, and you, you just I'll just preface that usually if you run into him and you ask him that question, he is wearing sandals with no socks and something else very casual. Well, so it's kind of unbelievable if you were to answer the way he does. Well, I'll also say the last time that we hung out with Madi, uh, Hillary <laughs> told her I was told me I was making her look bad because I showed up in a, like a jacket and things like that. So I, I definitely went casual today. Uh, I didn't want to show Thank up you. Our, our, my With executive director. Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, usually if someone, a stranger comes up to me in the grocery store, they already know what I do, right? Because they've seen me from the stage. I, I don't get random people coming up to me in grocery stores well, no, asking me. You're not just in a random conversation. It's like, well, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah, what about, I'm just talking about random conversations that you have with people. Like, oh, what, what do you do? Like, maybe you're in the waiting room and you strike up a conversation with sure. someone and they're like, oh, so what do you do for a living? Well, it, again, it depends on whether I think this is going to be like a long conversation or whether it's like the Canadian border guard or something like that. I'll usually, um, <laughs> I'll usually start with, I'm a musician. And if that seems like it's spurring more conversation, then I'll say, you know, yeah, I conduct the Great Falls Symphony. And usually that's, 
that's sort of interesting to people. That's it's, it's, it it's, is. It's, 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 it's a that's sort of rare enough kind of profession that uh, people are tend to be curious. I would start my lead if I had your job. Someone goes, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" I'd be like, "I'm a maestro," and then I would <laughs> just sit there and <laughs> wait for them to go. I'm like, "That's right," <laughs> I said, "Maestro." <laughs> Now kiss my hand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so we're, we're trying to eliminate this kind of elitism in classical music. I'll just uh, point that okay, out. Okay, so knock uh, it off. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, I'll say, I, yeah, I'm a conductor. I'm an orchestra conductor. And um, usually what people will do, they'll tell you stories about their their sort of classical music experiences. So uh, I actually learn a lot more about them than... Because, um, I mean, that's a awesomely unique job, so... Yeah, it, it makes it spurs images in people's minds, right? And mm-hmm, it gets, yeah. as I say, I, I'm happy to hear what they have to say. I mean, I've explained my own life plenty. <laughs> so, how long have you been in the Great Falls area? This is year five. Yeah, it's year oh, five. So, okay, where are you originally from? Uh, Midwest, Wisconsin, born and raised, and then oh. <laughs> via Atlanta. Do we have some more Wisconsin connections here? Because I, I like also a Vikings fan or something. That was a really sort of originate. Um, <laughs> from Wisconsin. You do? Maddie's mm-hmm. from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You guys oh, are wild. from Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? One of the park rangers at the Lewis and Clark Center, Interpretive Center, said, you can create a community within Great Falls or even Montana of displaced Wisconsinites. <laughs> yeah. I think it's true. Yeah. And in fact, if Here's you ever... Here's the founding meeting right here. <laughs> <laughs> if you invite <laughs> Megan Carls, one of our principal yeah. violinists, she also... Is from Wisconsin. The one that's playing November 6th, 11th? Yeah, she's, she's playing concerto this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Rebecca, you're odd man out. She's, she grew up in Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota for the first five years of her life. Oh. So in we, Minnesota? I yeah. suppose it's close enough. Go Packers. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> so, well, I, I grew up in La Crosse. So I was sort of, that's, that's kind of like a split community because it's closer to the Twin Cities than it is to like Milwaukee or anything. Yeah. Okay. But, well, that's, that's great to hear. Here we go. We, uh. More Wisconsin connections. So it's easy to compare Great Falls to people from the Midwest. Like, hey, you'd love it out here. Less traffic, <laughs> different beer. Absolutely. More uh, mountains. Well, not more. And you might find a cousin or two. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there are more mountains. I guess we should point that out. There, there are definitely more mountains. Because there aren't any there. So I don't know if there, there are mountains there. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I as a sort of northern boy I, I do like the cold i i like the weather here a oh. lot and it's um just because it's a little bit drier right so wisconsin yeah. you get really humid summers and wisconsin's gorgeous yeah. i loved growing up there but um it's just a little drier a little less snow even even if it's a little colder probably ultimately i i, I really enjoy montana weather well well uh, i think we're pretty lucky to have you in great falls so thank you five years ago for Making the cut. Yeah, and by I'm the way, a uh, special little tidbit here for his audition concert, he did in fact conduct Sleigh Ride. I and did. for a portion of it with a candy cane, I think, right? Because so, Santa gave that to you and yeah, then you had to conduct yeah. with it. Well, and, and, you know, the little sort of secret here, you know, talking about whether conductors actually do anything important. Um, and what I, so, you know, um, I'm just you're like pulling your leg. No, you no, know, it's, it's a real thing. No, I mean, no, we, it is. It yeah. is an important question. Okay. And I like, it didn't mean to insult you or anything. <laughs> I'm like, great. I mean, no, even, even, even professional musicians kind of wonder what conductors are actually doing up there. I used oh. to be a meteorologist. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you got to understand the stuff I went through. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> really worthless job. There. <laughs> yeah. If you, can, if you can handle a green screen, you can, uh, yeah. Uh, 
But uh, you're pressing some buttons. <laughs> so back to the candy cane sure. and sleigh well, bell and no, the. No, what was interesting? So you know, I use this baton, right? This really a sort of narrow mm-hmm. wooden stick, right? And I'm conducting along with it, and the candy cane gives me is this like club-sized thing. It's like you could beat a child with it. And um, what are you, Beethoven? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And uh, but so I get it in my hand, and suddenly everybody slows down. Because I'm just using this sort of heavier object. Like there's so much more weight in the way I'm moving. And it actually affected the way they played. <laughs> using this different... Maybe they're playing Because you weren't going as fast. Like well, trying to get their phone out, take a picture of this conductor. Yeah, right. Look at what conductor's doing today. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, he, he exuded what it sounded like, what it looked like to play heavy. So they yeah, played heavy. Well, exactly like, right. Yeah, yeah. So you really yeah. do inspire. Wow. Yeah. They, 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 it's, it's weird. It's, it's a very... You know, I um, I always talk about how it's like a very sort of empathetic profession where even if they don't realize that you're affecting the way they play, like I, I firmly believe that conductors can cause like back problems for musicians if um, just in the way they hold themselves and the way they move. And yeah, the natural a tendency to mirror. Yeah, for sure. yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, coming into last season, um, there was a lot of concern from some of the musicians about mask wearing, you know, because mm-hmm. half of your instrument would be gone on stage. And so they were worried that they wouldn't be getting the cues correctly or they wouldn't feel inspired enough to play the, the, yeah, the way you yeah. want them to. Yeah, they really respond to your face. And, yeah. Uh, I once did a Halloween concert where I was dressed as Darth Vader, right? So I'm wearing this big, <laughs> the big helmet. <laughs> And uh, some of the musicians said it was sort of weirdly terrifying because they're not getting any information right. from my face. You it's know, just, it's just, just the lights going up and down uh, where your <laughs> mouth would be. Right. And the what part, are the green? What's yeah. the purple lights mean? Right, right, oh no! Right. Yeah. That, that was a scary, scary concert for a lot of reasons. I couldn't. Uh, I was wearing um, like, like black, like. Uh, gloves right and they were really slippery and i couldn't turn the pages <laughs> so I'm like, man i really hope i know this music and, and the and the helmet is really heavy and i was worried it was going to fall off so i didn't want to move too much so, oh. so i'm like okay oh don't gosh. look down don't look down don't look down i can't turn the page just just go i think i know the rest of this Did one you do it with a lightsaber uh, oh. I, so i took i actually took one of my batons that i don't use very much and i uh painted it red Oh, okay. And the, and they made the handle like a uh, metallic. Okay. So it's a well. so some modification. Okay. Yeah. That that makes me happy. Yeah. He's he's also been other characters here in Great Falls as well. Um one of my favorite ones was Where's Waldo cuz he looked exactly like Waldo. Of course he didn't really have to guess where he was. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, no. that, that was the the least interesting Where's Waldo challenge in yeah. the history of Where's Waldo. Well, I'd love to see it again with the entire symphony in a Where's Waldo outfit. <laughs> That'd be great. And then the whole audience comes as where it's like uh, a Where's Waldo convention. Where's yes. Waldo fest. That sounds yeah. great. We have a lot of fun. Uh, we do a lot of uh, family programming, children's programming, both um, for the general public and then um, for. Um, uh, uh, What's the, the word? School? The, yeah. The, the, <laughs> you know, the where they get on a bus. Field trips. Field Thank trips. you. Yeah, That's yeah, the okay. word I'm looking for. <laughs> I was going to try and help, but I'm like, I don't even no know idea where she's, where she's going. going. No idea. That's, that's typical. <laughs> so you do a lot of field trip performances? We have, we have field trip performances for, the, for fourth graders and fifth graders, and um, we have a lot of fun with it because we know that, um, you know, they may not walk away remembering any of the music that's played, but if they remember having a great time, yeah, then that plants a seed 
And yeah. we, we really love, man, you know what, that, those audiences are the best. They're so enthusiastic. They're so loud. It's like a rock concert. And it feels so good to play up there. I want to play for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're really great. Well, I remember in school there would be um, select students that they would take to tour certain programs in colleges where you're not even college age or near it, but they just want to plant that seed, mm-hmm. you know, like math and science for mm-hmm. for women or girls. <laughs> So sure enough, it planted the seed. Um, but I hope that does for kids with the music because Absolutely. it's something you have to fight for. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if you believe like I do that music is a thing that matters and things like that, we, it's about getting them into the hall and um, having it be some sort of uh, positive experience, something that they'll want to come back to, and uh, and just getting their ears on some great music. So whether you're a kid or an adult and you've never been to a symphony. We have that opportunity in Great Falls, and we have all the performances of the symphony listed on our website, I assume. Yes, it's um, on there. I remember I that don't, night vividly. I don't do that, so <laughs> I just make assumptions that it's all done. Okay, <laughs> I know. I have the one for March 2022, the black tie, blue jeans on there. So Very good. Okay, it's so on there. So plan around the symphony performances. You can do a whole bunch of other stuff, but make that the center of your trip because yeah. you will not be disappointed. Absolutely. If you have any sure. questions about today's episodes you can find show notes on warnodamexperts.com and you can purchase tickets to the great Falls symphony at gfsymphony.org correct yes yes or you can purchase them purchase them at the mansfield center if you're in town um, and they still have some seats available if you have any questions give me a call at 406-761-4436 or shoot me an email at information at visitgreatfalls.org if you have an idea for um, Grant's next costume want to contribute to this fundraiser we just we literally threw it together this episode <laughs> <laughs> just send them our way so thank you so much Grant and Hillary for coming on thank you one question sure. before we finish did the Zelda Mario Kart um, Game of Thrones mashup ever come to completion from your child absolutely okay can't wait to get it it's recording. so good can't wait to get a recording all right <laughs> so look forward to that <laughs> on our facebook page <laughs> and if we can make it happen grant with the flight of the bumblebee on the tuba that'd be so cool it would, it would be cool i'd have to you know practice do it go home bye <laughs> i mean you've got time all you do is conduct a few shows and play video games come on yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. it would cut into his video game Pull playing out schedule. The tuba. <laughs> schedule it Thank you so much. It's been a joy, as always, talking about the symphony. And if you think the symphony is dull and boring, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So until we see your bright, smiling, shining, happy face, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. Bye-bye. We are No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Maddie celebrate their almost one-year anniversary of podcasting. War No Damn Experts is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda.